Hey everybody, hope everybody's doing well. So you see the name of today's podcast? It's Rebellion, right? Rebellion. Do you know what rebellion is? I had several things happen today that brought me to this topic. Uh, one, I was watching a, was watching a TikTok, and this woman, her son, had just slapped, tore up her house. Punched holes in the wall, put cigarettes out in the carpet, food everywhere. I mean, just trashed the house. Knocked the sheetrock off the walls. And she had him arrested. And you know, I've seen this time and time again. I've seen, I've seen kids that are rebellious. And then the woman who took the action. All these people are talking about how she's a terrible parent and she hasn't parented and all the reasons they have just to trash her. But but the woman has preached to her son and tried to raise him up right and he just finally Thought he controlled the house. Matter of fact, she had bruises on herself to show also that he had assaulted her. So, everybody's a critic, right? But the son could have done what? He could have listened to his mom. He could have been respectful like a child is supposed to be. Um... And I was over at a friend's house, and they wanted to talk Bible with me, which that's fine. I don't mind talking. I love, love talking the Bible with people. But then they want to argue with me about things in the Bible. And yeah, I, I mean literally argue an example was Eve shouldn't be responsible because God didn't tell Eve directly um, not to eat off the tree he told Adam Adam was created before Eve and he told Adam and Nobody told Eve not to eat off the tree. Well, the serpent told Eve, that acknowledged to Eve that God had told her not to eat off the tree, right? So, Eve was living in rebellion. Eve shouldn't be held accountable, they said, because... Adam should have stopped her. But what do we have here is, is it, it is indicative and reflective of the thought process of our once great civilization, our once great country. It's not my fault. 
It's not Eve's fault. I don't have to listen to the truth. I can do what I want to. I don't have to answer to anybody. That's the way our world has gotten. You know, a lot of these churches, they preach... They preach legalism. They preach all these rules. They they don't wear this and don't eat that. Um, matter of fact, it was even brought up that a person that they know doesn't eat pork because it says so in the Bible. Don't eat pork. Well, it also says in the Bible, don't uh, cut yourself, don't wear a clothing of two materials don't trim the edge of your beard don't round don't cut the corners of your hair uh don't wear apparel that is um doesn't show modesty i mean we could write pages of rules that are in the bible but we only pick and choose what we want to right But see, Jesus said, I didn't come to abolish the law, but fulfill the law. He was the only perfect lamb that could be sacrificed to make atonement for our sins. And he died for our sins. But what did Jesus do when he walked around those three years of his ministry? He told parables. He healed people. And he preached to the people. He went to the people. He met the people where they were. He he filled their needs. And he filled their spiritual needs, didn't he? He fed them. He healed them. And he preached to them. And when he died... His blood covenant washed away our sins. And Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to the world. The gospel is the good news. We are to preach the gospel to people. He didn't say go preach the law to the world. He didn't say go preach legalism to the world. He said go preach the gospel to the world. And the gospel is good news. Good news. Preach good news to people. Do people want to hear the legalism? They want to hear what to wear and not to wear and what to eat and not to eat and when to eat. And Is that good news? Is, is the law good news? If you come to my house and tell me... You got to eat left-handed, and you got to part your hair in the middle, and you got to wear uh, slacks every day. You can't wear shorts. You can't wear t-shirts. You have to wear a long slip. Is that the good news that I want to hear? Heck, no! It's not good news. That's legalism. That's oppression. It's oppression. That's a better word for it. You're oppressing people. And you're using the Bible to press them. 
with? Well, we fall under grace, the blood covenant. That's that's what it's all about. That's the good news. But he says that we should repent. We should believe. But there's too many people that walk around stiff-necked, hard-headed, doing what they want to do, thinking they can do it later, or they don't have to. I feel like these people, you know, when I tell them what it says and what it means, you're gonna, you want to argue, want to argue with me. Do you go to a doctor and argue with the doctor? Some people do. Do you go to the bank and? Argue with them about how much money's in your account? Do you argue with your boss, who's probably way more experienced at what you're doing in your job, but you argue with him? Do you argue with... I mean, that's just it. Bottom line is we argue with everything. We argue with the world. But we don't believe... The Bible. The Bible's here. It tells us what to do. But we're going to argue with it. We're going to argue. I found a couple of verses that I think are pretty relevant today. I'm going to start in Ephesians 4, 17 and 18. And I want you to listen. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. One transcription says they have, have their hearts hardened to the word because of their blindness. They've, con- they've lived amongst the world doing what they want to do so much that their hearts have become hardened to the good news, to the gospel. Is that what you want, your heart to become hardened? Hardened to the good news, to the gospel? I'm afraid many people are doing that. Acts 3, Acts three seventeen through 19 says, Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in, in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But now those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled... Repent, therefore, and be converted, that you, that your sins may be blotted out, 
so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You see, the Lord is giving you an opportunity to repent. There's a time coming when we're not going to be able to repent no more. There's going to be a time coming when you're going to be in front of the judgment seat. And how do I know that? Now look at Acts 17. Verse 30 through 31. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has a given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. You see, people, God is only going to turn, allow, look the other way, whatever, so long. And then he's going to judge every one of us for everything that we've done. Saying I don't know, I didn't know, or, you know, I was going to get around to it, I didn't have time for it. That ain't going to work out too good for you. There is coming a time when God's going to call all of us up to the judgment seat. There's going to be some of you out there that's going to be standing in front of God and going, Oh, man, you were serious? You were serious, weren't you, God? I, I I thought, you know, if I just lived a good life, or I thought I had another week, or I thought I was too young to die. It's going to be sad reality for some of you. Sad. I'm thankful. God has forgiven my sins and I'm thankful that he has given me the days that he's given me on this planet I may not be here tomorrow and then again I may be but either way it's a win for me Don't gamble, people. Don't be rebellious and gamble because you don't have the winning hand. I promise you that. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless. Be safe. And pray for our the Ukraine and, and this world and our country that we might get some leadership in our country and some leadership in the world. God bless everybody. Thank you.